Welcome to In The Money, the premier hockey betting podcast. This is JD, and I'm going to run you through our NHL picks for the day. I did, who knew I was kind of the guy to get three on the text if you're trying to get high. Cop chase ain't once, but some on the side. Roll up like one, three blunts for the ride. Never dolo, kid, no stress, always got one. Pre-team married now, I see the shot. Looking for the kid, block out, so I'm not one. Fresh out of class with a dash from the cop. Front with a smile on the lumbar, all achy. Yes, she knew I was a legend in the making. Stuck around cause the boy lit and he cake. Small town, big head, Ricky gon' make it. They say I'm gonna get caught. This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. All right, and we're back. Welcome back to In The Money. We took a break over here during COVID. Well, a break from podcasting, that is. We didn't think the world needed another voice during that time, and we had nothing constructive to add. However, hockey is back, and that means betting on hockey is back, which means In The Money is back. And over this break, we weren't just sitting idly by, twiddling our thumbs, sitting on our hands. No, sir. We've developed an Excel model for hockey matchups. We can look at two different teams and break down a whole host of things. I'll make sure to walk you through the model in detail for each of the specific playoff matchups that we're going to do. Okay, before we do all that, we're going to go ahead and jump into a few specific themes that we're going to see during the playoffs that we might want to bet on early and late and capitalize on. So if you've already heard that in one of our other previews, you can go ahead and skip to five minutes from now. And we'll go ahead and jump into that specific playoff matchup. But without further ado, here are some of the themes we think you're going to be able to see at the start of the playoffs. Okay, first things first, we're going to see some sloppy play when, when these teams come back. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. It, it always happens in the beginning of the season. We see it, lots of rust, lots of sloppy play, getting to know your teammates, getting to play with your teammates again if you haven't played with them in a while. It, it, you know, these teams shake off the rust, and we almost always, I mean, every year we see high-scoring games in the beginning of the year that then throughout the year as the teams get get more familiar, as they tighten up a little bit, that you know, you see more of that defensive hockey. Um, and obviously playoffs usually comes right at the end of a long year where these teams have played a lot of games together. Right now, they haven't played a lot of games together in a while. They're going to be coming back. I don't see how this is any different than a start to a new season. So I think you're going to see a lot of high-scoring games, especially in the qualifiers, especially in games where we see a lot of big stars. Because the big stars, I think that a lot of them are going to feel they need to take games over. I could see a lot of guys like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Panarin, um, you know, any of these big-name guys could have huge nights, huge nights. You know, just think of one, Crosby, Ovechkin, it doesn't matter. Some of these guys could have huge nights in these playoffs because they feel like they need to take the game over and because they're fresh. A lot of these guys, they never come into the playoffs fresh. They, ne- I mean, even think like guys like Dano Chara or Shea Weber. These guys usually have played 30 minutes a game for the entire season. They come into the playoffs worn out. Now they're coming in as fresh as they've ever been. 
this is this is unheard of. It's unprecedented. Stars, I think, are going to have some big games. Those are the guys to really watch out for. If you want to take some props on guys scoring goals, if you want to take some props on guys getting, you know, a couple points in a night, th- those are the guys I-, I like. You know, McDavid, uh, Shea Weber, you know, big name stars, even Taves and Kane. Big name stars, the, the the guys on every team that you first think of, those are the guys who are going to have the big games. So if you like those prop bets, that's where I would go with that. Kind of related to that, why I think we're going to see some big stars have some big nights and sloppy play and lots of rust leading to overs is because there's no such thing as a hot goalie right now. This is the first time we've ever come into the playoffs People are fresh, no hot goalies. You know, people are coming in a little bit sloppy, a little bit having a lot of these guys weren't skating a lot during COVID because you didn't have access to rinks and stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting. And, and I think that with the goalie situation, because there's no hot goalies, I think you have to lean towards experience and how they played earlier this year. So, you know, Guys who have experience like Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury, I think they're going to play well as long as the guys in front of them play well. And I think a guy like Markstrom, even though he doesn't have that experience, you know, Markstrom is a guy who played really, really well this year. And at times he looked like an elite goaltender that could carry a team. If he can pick that form back up, that would be fantastic. Um, and, and so I'm going to try to weight that heavily, what they did this year and uh, their experience and how they've done in big games in the past. I think all of that is going to matter super significantly this year uh, for goalies because you're going to need somebody who can get right into their game. And I think the guys who are playing the best are the guys who are going to be able to get the most locked in. But we shall see. All right. All that. All that. What does that add up to? What, what are we talking about here? We like overs. Okay. We, we like stars to score. Okay. The goalies are probably not going to be at their best to start. Okay. What does all that really mean? What all that really means is let's not lay money on any big favorites to start. 2020 has been a wild year, just a wild year in general. Underdogs are going to be fresh. They're going to be pesky. I don't want to lay any type of money on heavy favorites, big favorites. I want some underdogs. I don't know that I want Montreal Canadiens underdogs, but I want somebody, some underdogs, especially in the qualifier, but then also in the first round of the actual playoffs. When you get to that one versus eight matchup, if there's a one versus nine and the nine played really well, don't hesitate to pull the trigger on that nine because it really matters. I want to see how these teams do in the qualifiers. As long as they're a credible team, you know, I'm kind of taking Montreal out of it. I'm kind of taking Chicago out of it. Nashville's on the ropes for me just because they didn't impress me at all this year. The Coyotes are kind of on the ropes for me. Outside of that, those those teams really, I'm all in on all these other teams. Any of these teams can make some noise. That's Columbus. That's New York. That's Carolina. I mean, that New York-Carolina series is going to be crazy to start. So let's go with the people who have some value. Let's go with the underdogs. Let's not lay any big money. And finally, people... Let's get fucking pumped because hockey is back. So let's jump right into this Pittsburgh-Montreal series. This is going to be the Pittsburgh-Montreal podcast. Let's go ahead and we're going to jump right into it. Um, let's go have a little recap of what we were looking at. We'll get into some of the models, some of my thoughts, and then kind of what, who could change a series, how could they change a series type of situation. So the season series between the Penguins and the Canadians was 1-1-1. One, one, and one. The Penguins OT win, counting as a tie because the NHL overtime is not the same in the playoffs. Um, I like the Penguins to win here. Montreal's only chance is to try to dictate the rhythm of this game. 
Uh, Montreal's best chance is to keep their foot on the gas here. The Habs need to play a game on the rush because if they play defensively, it just allows Pittsburgh to play in their best end. Crosby, Malkin, Latang. I mean, their team is so good. You know, Brian Ross, Jake Gensel, all these guys are healthy now for them. Don't don't let the Penguins hem you in your own zone. If the Penguins hem you in your own zone and they get that constant pressure going on you, they're almost impossible to beat. They're a juggernaut. The only reason they're even this low in the standings is because Crosby and Malkin were both out for significant parts of the year. And when this team was together with Zucker added to it, I mean, this team's going to be nasty. This team's going to be just as good as they always were. They're going to be right there. They always are. They're too good. You just you just got to try to keep them on the back end. The biggest question for me for Pittsburgh is their defensive depth. And if you can get into that defense, if you can forecheck a little bit, if you can hit them a little bit, similar how Boston's going to play them, I assume, if they play. Boston loves to get in on the forecheck, and then they just have Bergeron bug Crosby the whole time. And that works. Not many teams can do that. The Bruins can because they can skate, they can forecheck, they can hit you. The Canadians are going to need to try to model that. They're not as big as the Bruins so it's going to be harder for them to get into the Pittsburgh defense. But they're going to need to be relentless. They're going to need to have quick sticks. They're going to need to turn pucks over. They're going to need to do all that stuff against this defense if they have a chance because they're going to need to score. I don't like the idea of of, uh, sitting back and and trying to let Price win you the game in a low-scoring game. Um, I like the idea of trying to give Price a cushion. The Penguins are going to score. All the guys they have... They're going to get goals. Malkin's going to get his points. Crosby's going to get his points. I'm sure Zucker's going to score a bunch of goals for them this playoff season. Jake Gensel has proved he can do it. Brian Russ has been really good this year. There's a lot of players here. There's a lot to like. Um, sitting back is just going to end up you taking penalties. And if this team becomes a, if special teams is a big part of this series at all, it's not going to favor the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal Canadiens did not have a good year penalty killing. They did not have a good year power play. Neither was terrible, but neither is great. And you cannot let Crosby, Malkin, and Chris Letang and Zucker and, and Jake Gensel, you can't let them get free points on the power play. That's what you're doing. You're giving them free points by going in the penalty box. Don't do it. Your your power play isn't that good for the Canadians. So if this becomes a special team series, it's going to be so over so quick for the Canadians. Um, I think it's going to be over for the Canadians pretty quick. But again, it's going to depend. I like them. I like the Canadians much better in a five four game because you can ask Price to steal a couple goals for you from the other team, but you can't ask Price to keep it two one with Malkin and Crosby on the ice. I mean that's just too much. They're just going to score goals. Let's not get uh, let's not get into the habit of betting against Crosby. Um, I think this one's kind of an open and shut case. The Penguins win, but I don't want to lay minus two forty on the Penguins, so I won't take it. But I'd be crazy shocked if Montreal was able to advance here. I just do, I just don't see I just don't see much value even with Carey Price in net. I just don't see the plus two hundred value here. You know, I, I need a little more to get on the Canadians bandwagon two fifty maybe three hundred is where I might start thinking about betting the Canadians. Two to one odds just isn't good enough because they're that much worse of a team. Um, This should let you know how far the Canadians are from actually competing as a team, which is kind of sad as a Canadians fan to say, but it's just kind of the truth, which sucks. All right, enough whining about the Canadians. Let's hop right into my model and and see where this takes us. Again, the Canadians are at at plus 200. The Penguins are at minus 240. And just right away in the model... Both of these teams are heavily Corsi 4 positive teams, so the shots end up pretty much even between the two of them, which makes sense to me. Let's put it at a 50-50 game. Both teams like to outshoot their opponents. 
um, by roughly three shots, two, two, three shots. So let's put it even for now and just see where it comes out. Um, the Canadians are really already behind the eight ball when you plug in the numbers right away. Um, you can see that they're almost half a goal away from the Penguins, and that that makes me concerned for them having kind of any chance to win this series. Let's plug in a number that a shots number that makes this a little more even, so we can like see what we need the Canadians to do to to beat that. And if we look at the shot sensitivity table under where the Penguins are, thirty five shots against will get you three point two six goals against. And so we actually need to go over that, but we need to stay under that 45 number at 4.19. Let's plug in 38 shots. 38 shots for the Montreal Canadiens. 38 shots for the Montreal Canadiens gives them a win. Let's put it down to 37. That looks a little better. 37 puts you at exactly even. So the Canadians need to outshoot them, by, outshoot Pittsburgh by roughly six shots. The Canadians outshoot teams by roughly three shots during the year, so you need the Canadians to double their output to make this a series. Uh, the only chance you have, I think, is if Price goes nuclear and, and his save percentage is above 95%, which actually it is. If, if Pittsburgh, if you, if you change this around and let's say the Canadians get 47 shots, let's say the Canadians get 45 shots and Pittsburgh gets 41. Okay, now we're looking at a place where the Canadians are still not so even, but you can see that the range that we're at now has changed the save percentages. So Carey Price's save percentage has gone way up, and they're just a little behind now, 4.3 versus 4.26. Murray comes down a little bit. He's still at 91 almost, but Carey Price jumps up to 95. So that's where the Canadians are going to need these games to be. You can see the expected total is already at 8.5. That's why I was saying earlier the Canadians are going to want to get into a rush game against the Penguins here. They're going to want to play in a series that's 5-4 more than it's 2-1 because Pittsburgh can pretty much beat you any which way, but the Canadians get a huge advantage from Carey Price getting a 95 save percentage in those games where he's seen 41 to 50 shots per game. Honestly, not surprising for anybody that's watched Carey Price or watches a bunch of the Canadians. Um, he's he's electric when he really gets going and gets in in the moment. So I mean that's your only chance. Again, some you know conventional wisdom might say, well, you're going to give Crosby and Malkin forty shots. Good fucking luck, and you're not wrong. But good fucking luck trying to keep them off the score sheet and winning two one. So for me, it's you know death one way or death the other I'd rather I'm a death on the front foot type of guy go down shooting go down trying to to win because I just feel like with Gensel and Crosby and Zucker and, and the way that the Pittsburgh Penguins can play 2-1 is not a good recipe there's a really good chance they're going to get two goals in a game I mean the model will tell you that they would have the Canadians would have to suppress a lot of shots to get Pittsburgh to average two goals per game in a series or Price would have to go supernova so one way or the other, I think I think you got to do it, and I think you got to really attack this team, go on the front foot, and get after them. That's the only chance the Canadians have. The two hundred dog seems totally appropriate. I would even I wouldn't touch this until the Canadians were were three hundred, three fifty in this series. I like it's that much of a mismatch for me. Um, and the Canadians can win this series. Do not get me wrong. The Canadians can totally win this series. It's hockey; anything can happen. But I do not like their chances. 
All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for In The Money here. If you want to see the model, go ahead and go to at, at In The Money BTS. We're going to post the model. We're going to post some screenshots so you can take a look at what we're looking at, the different scenarios we're looking at as we walk you through them. Um, let me know if there's anything else you guys need. Hit us up on In The Money. Let's go win some money.